The Smithfield Murder, a short story from Bowman's Casebook, Part 7. The temperature had plummeted. Much to grave surprise, Inspector Bowman had called a halt to the investigation, immediately following his interview with Boothby. There's nothing further to be done, Graves. Bowman knocked sawdust off his hat as they walked back to Farringdon Street Station. At least, not until tonight. Even here on the platform, the ripe smell of livestock hung in the air. Bowman knew the line was shared with Smithfield Market, used as a boarding point for newly purchased cattle on their way to the slaughterhouses and abattoirs around London. Go home for now, Graves. The inspector had to raise his voice against the squeal of an oncoming Metropolitan Railway train. Steam and dust filled the platform as it hissed to a halt before them. They took their seats. For now, sir. Graves wiped soot from his eyes. Yes, Graves. We've got a long night ahead. How so, sir? They felt the motion of the train as it pulled away from the platform and into the labyrinth of tunnels that would take it ultimately to Paddington. It's clear Hippert has a hold over Boothby somehow. How else could he have withheld his rent and not been ejected from the market? Yet Boothby went to some lengths to cover up the fact. By altering the records in the ledger. Graves was nodding slowly. What doesn't he want us to know, Graves? And just where was Hibbert's money coming from? I suppose with no rent to pay, he was a sight better off than the other traders. Bowman smoothed his wide moustache with a finger and thumb, his frown cutting deep on his forehead. There's more to it than that, Graves. There was more in that tin than I could earn in a six-month. Get yourself home, brush the sawdust from your clothes, and get some sleep. It might be a long night. The sky above them was clear. Stars pricked the sky. A full moon lit the way as Bowman and Graves moved carefully through Middle Street into Cloth Fair. They had both made something of an effort by way of disguise. Sergeant Graves wore a shabby cap and overcoat with a greasy apron tied around his waist. Inspector Bowman peered out from under a shapeless felt hat. His lean figure was swamped in a pair of overalls and a tradesman's coat. He was confident that, provided they kept out of the way of Boothby and the other men they had spoken to, they'd not be recognised. The bustle would be such that they could observe unnoticed. At least, that was the hope. Already they could hear the cries of the delivery men and the traders at the market. The moaning of cattle mixed with the occasional bleat from the lambs as livestock was corralled into pens within the huge structure before them. The grand avenue was crowded with men laden with cuts of meat, livestock being herded to their enclosures and marshals and foremen pointing the way. Through it all, Bowman could see Arthur Boothby. He was standing on an upturned crate, directing proceedings with a cane. Ticking off items in his ledger as they arrived, he was clearly in his element. Pages were drawn from the leather pouch at his side and handed to traders and deliverymen for signing. Now and then, his flat northern vowels would sing out with a command or a jest to be answered with a laugh, a curse, or an oath from one or other of the traders around him. What are we looking for, sir? The two men had stepped back into a doorway across the road. Anything out of the ordinary, Graves? Bowman had pulled his hat further down his head and turned up the collar on his coat, the better to hide his face. If we get separated, we'll meet at St Sepulchre's. Graves nodded in understanding. Keeping to what shadows there were, the two detectives stepped across the road behind a passing cart. Three sheep stared balefully out at them as it rattled past. 
Comically, Graves raised a finger to his lips to bid them quiet. He smiled at Bowman, impressed at his own joke. The pair slunk close to the edge of the great entrance, timing their movements with when there was the most activity around them. Stepping carefully through the dung and straw, they made their way off the Grand Avenue and into the market proper. You there! A voice rang out amongst the hubbub, coarse and commanding. Hey! The two men paused. To ignore such a shout would be to arouse suspicion. Bowman adopted an affected nonchalance as Graves turned to face a thick-set man with half a pig slung over his shoulder. Make yourself useful, he rasped. Get this pig to number 38. Graves seemed to relish the opportunity. Stepping forward eagerly, he took the weight of the carcass and shrugged it over his shoulder. Then get yourself back to the cart, continued the man, oblivious. There's more to be carried, and we're short on time. He cleared his throat. Spitting phlegm to the floor, he wiped his mouth with a sleeve, jammed a soggy cigarette between his teeth, and loped back towards the entrance and his cart. Graves turned to Bowman so the pig and he were face to face. Looks like I've got the perfect cover, sir. Very good, Graves. Bowman swallowed hard to quell his disgust. You're a natural. Hang about, sir. Graves' voice had fallen to a whisper, and he gave a nod to a corner across the hall. What's going on over there? Bowman turned to where Graves had gestured. Away from the crowd, a single cart stood by the farthest wall. Looking about him, Bowman could see the majority of traders were avoiding it. Some affected sideways glances or shook their heads as they saw it. Others nodded and shrugged or rolled their eyes to their colleagues. The cart was clearly the subject of some discussion, but no one seemed keen to approach it. No one except the seven men who presently rounded a corner, rubbing their hands with anticipation. They were led by a portly man with a shock of ginger hair and a pipe. Oh, he breathed Bowman, and his lad. That man behind them is Griffiths. I spoke to him this morning. As did I the other four. Graves had manoeuvred himself so as to be hidden behind the pig at his shoulder. What are they doing at that cart, Graves? And why is it being given such a wide berth by the others? Only one way to find out, sir. Before the inspector could object, Graves had stepped out into the throng, using the pig as a shield as he skirted round the hall to the farthest corner. Glancing to the men once more, Bowman could see them being led to the back of the cart by the driver. He pulled aside a blood-stained sheet to reveal a pile of meat. The men nodded their heads with enthusiasm and shook the man by the hand before each taking a substantial joint of meat and slinging it over their shoulders. Bowman watched aghast as Graves neared the cart. As the men staggered back to their stalls with their load, he saw his companion discard his pig in a pile of hessian sacks. Keeping low, Graves rounded the cart. Choosing his moment as the driver mounted the cab, the young detective sergeant ran for the trailer and flung himself under the bloodied sheet. Bowman fought back the urge to shout an objection. With a crack of his whip and a whistle, the driver bade his horse move on. Bowman shrunk back into the shadows as the cart gained speed. It kicked up dirt and dung as it passed, the traders regarding it suspiciously as it rattled away. Bowman raised his eyes to the ceiling and hissed through gritted teeth. Graves. Graves.